off the ball. And Munster are failing at that detail. It's not the big picture that's killing them. It's it's the minutia, the detail that's taking them apart. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Whatever you grow, we'll save a bro. Mike Carlson is with us to talk NFL. Mike, good morning to you. How are you? Uh, good morning, Jer. I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, good. So the, the people will remember last season that the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs played out one of the highest scoring. And if you like scoring and high quality offensive play, one of the greatest games of all time. The um, revenge match was last night and uh, the Buffalo Bills got a measure of revenge for what happened last year. Are they now the greatest show on turf at the moment? I don't, I don't think you can really put it that way. I'm not sure there is a greatest show on turf. You know, you go back to Thursday night, include that. Here's the halftime scores. 3-3-10-3-10-7-10-9-10-6-14-13-9-3-10-7-10-10-21-14-20-14. There isn't a lot of great show on turf going on this season, to be honest. Um, and if you remember last year too, in the, in the, in the um, match last year that this, that was basically the, the same as this one in week five, Buffalo won that in Kansas City, too. So they, they kind of proved that. I think what we're seeing is that Buffalo is probably the best balanced team in the league, which is something you said last year as well. Um, and they managed to contrive to lose that playoff game that you were talking about to the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, even without Tyreek Hill, are still very explosive, but they're not the most explosive team. Um, they're finding ways now to to replace Hill. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling had a long catch, which was important, and Juju Smith-Schuster, or J2-S2, um, you know, made some plays for them as well. But basically, Buffalo is so well-balanced and so hard to beat if you're depending on explosive plays. And this is kind of the story of the league this year. Everybody's been talking about two deep covers. In other words, two safeties who play relatively deep, keep everything in front of them. And what they don't talk about is that there are very few quarterbacks who can consistently beat that kind of coverage because the way to beat it is you have to work up the field Gradually, they're going to give you the underneath. They're just not going to let you have the over the top big chunk play. So you have to be able to consistently move the ball forward. And there aren't that many good quarterbacks in the league right now who can do that. You know, there's, there's, there's probably four great quarterbacks in the league right now because the two greats who are still playing. Brady and Rodgers are looking very ordinary these days. Well, let's talk about Tom Brady, right? So it was an an interesting week. Um, Took the day off midweek to go to a wedding. It was Robert Kraft's wedding, so you know you can might say he kind of probably has, <laughs> probably probably has to show up, right? There's like yeah, a, if it was if it was Dan Snyder's wedding, <laughs> no way. Yeah, uh, but then there's, the footage has gone viral of him absolutely screaming at the offensive line. Now I I think you know, I'm, I'm actually watching Man in the Arena uh, for my sins. It's um, I'm not sure I'm allowed to use the words to describe it, but it's um, you know it's a uh, self self self-made self-publicizing thing and he's got great guests and great footage and it's it definitely if you're into your self-help in the Tom Brady cult it's really worth watching great stories but 
Um, he, he screams at everybody all the time. That's his that's his shtick. It's just that it's gone viral this week. I did feel if there was just a little bit of Tom is like got a lot going on in his life at the moment. Didn't show up for training midweek, and then the the lads in front of him who were supposed to protect him. They're not doing great, and they must be looking at him going, uh, "Look, mate, you know where <laughs> I, are you?" I I wouldn't be surprised if there was an element of that. Of course, you know, you cut Brady a lot of slack because he's won seven Super Bowls and, um, you know, and he is at that grumpy old man age as well. But and, you know, what you have to ask yourself is, is Tom not making the mistakes and it's all our fault or are we all making mistakes and and we've got to put this all put this all together, I think, if you're a lineman and um you know, in in fairness, he's got to have time right now, um, and they they just don't seem to be able to um, to generate enough offense consistently to to put teams away early. And their defense, while it's while it's very good, um, isn't right now the kind of defense that's putting pressure on teams and forcing them to make mistakes. The idea that they could, you know, I'm not surprised they only got 18 against Pittsburgh. There's a couple of mistakes. They would have got more. I'm, I was actually surprised that they gave up 20 to Pittsburgh. Um, and I think, you know, in, in my mind, that's where, that's where the game was lost. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be very curious to see what happened if he did show up and practice on Wednesday with teams. Cause we were we were talking about this when um, Thompson got the start for Miami, even though um, Teddy Bridgewater was cleared in concussion protocol, and actually later on Tua was cleared as well. But but the idea with Teddy at least was that the guy who's practiced in the week is the guy who's prepared for the game, and you know, and obviously everyone would say, well, that doesn't apply to Brady because he doesn't need so much time. But I think maybe physically you just need to be out there, you know, and, and getting in the rhythm and getting the timing right with everybody. Yeah, and plus he's 45. Like, I don't know what our expectations are. You know, it's it's been a freak that he managed to still be really good last season, the year after he won the Super Bowl. The fact that he might still be really good as well at 45 would be, <laughs> you know, unhero- un- like it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And what would make sense is that this is the end. What might also make sense is this: this might be the end of Aaron Rodgers too. His form. Yeah, what's his what's his excuse? He's only like forty one. <laughs> the ayahuasca didn't work. The um, yeah, I mean that's the third game in a row where Rodgers has has not looked great. Um, in L- London, being the second one, they won the game against the Patriots, which they were really lucky to win against a team that was playing a rookie third string quarterback. Um, against them but he's Matt LaFleur I think has been out coached three weeks in a row and and this the same thing happened to an extent that happened in London when when they went down and you need to come out and you need to sort of reestablish yourself and and um or uh, not necessarily down but they but the other team got back in the game you need to eat some clock give your defense a rest you know they come out and, and Rogers kind of throws these desultory long passes um, and in this in this game, he missed twice. He missed. He underthrew and then he overthrew Romeo Dubs. Um, and both times, Dubs was in a position to be able to make a play if the ball was on was on the money. And you know, I say desultory deliberately because it, it really looks like he's kind of going through motions, yeah. um, as it were. And we know that you know as much turmoil as Tom Brady's had. Um, Rogers has had almost as much one, one way or another relieved, you know, Brady can't go home to Giselle. Rogers can go to pack McAfee on Mondays and, you know, and blow off his excess tension, but I'm not sure that that's the best thing.
Well, uh, he needs somebody to tell him to cop himself on. One, one, um, we'll obviously talk about the New York teams as the season goes on because they're incredible stories. Um, you know, even early on in the season, the knives were getting sharpened for Robert Sala, and all of a sudden, you know, they're they're meaningful contenders. Um, but meanwhile, like slowly but surely, kind of like the Terminator and Terminator Two, Bill Belichick is even though he keeps getting like bullet in the head, uh, he keeps building this team who. You know, absolutely blew the Browns out of it in a game that really should have suited the Browns. The third string rookie quarterback is like, no big deal. Yeah, we'll stick up 29. No, actually 30 something points. And the, the injured wide receiver that hasn't played a game comes out of nowhere, touches the ball four times, scores two touchdowns. You're like, all right. So, uh, maybe Bill Belichick will have the last laugh after all. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I still kind of wish that their offense was, was a bit more imaginative, but they, they did come up. Um, and and make a few plays this time instead of being incredibly predictable. But it's typical. They're not the only team that is run-oriented and defense-oriented in the league right now, as opposed to kind of big play-oriented. And they're... It's kind of old school football, but it also works against teams who are stuck in in kind of too high zone zone defenses. Now, He's out again. They out. He out coached Matt Lafleur and lost. He's out coached two coaches in a row now. Where you know, um, and Detroit and Cleveland. But these are not great teams that the Patriots are beating, and they keep making mistakes, which good teams would pounce on. Um, and they don't have to be great teams; just good teams. You think of the first week of the season where they lost to Miami, and they made a couple of mistakes, and otherwise they they probably could have won that game. But it, it really is. You know, incredible to see how when you're doing the basics right, um, you you can come up with these wins. Yeah. And you know, it, it, I was naming all the games because there were so many games that were like reunion games. Belichick, of course, coached in Cleveland at the start of his career. The other quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, was a Patriots quarterback. So, you know, I, I was wondering if some some one of the stats gurus had a stat for, you know, what was Bill Belichick's record coming back to teams to use to coach against quarterbacks he drafted? Yeah, I, I bet you it's like there's a zero at the end of it. Uh, Mike, yeah. we're, we're out of time. Great to have you with us again. Thanks a million. Uh, Cheers. Okay, thanks, Jeff. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Whatever you grow will save a bro.